Greetings and welcome to the Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I facilitate friendships, personal growth, education services, and also serve as host for these podcasts. Offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. So many factors intrude into our communicating effectively with each other. It seems that the number of factors increased during certain events and times, making it difficult to be understood. This increase in factors can often affect how the words we speak are received and acted upon by others. Two different situations come to mind while the same words are often used. One is the process of grieving after the event of losing someone to death. The second situation which comes to mind is when people reach their senior years. Both of these are very stressful times for the individuals involved. We usually want to be helpful to others who are striving to find ways to manage the many and diverse stresses involved. Both situations involve uncertainty. Uncertainty in almost any situation can lead to stress. The words we choose to offer to another in this type of situation are usually similar to Please call me if you need anything. Or, please call me if there's anything that I can do to help. The words used seem straightforward and would seem to convey accurately and effectively a person's desire to be helpful in ways that they are able. One might be tempted to believe that the ones who hear these words all hear the same thing and all will have a similar response. Often, that is not the case. The participants can often be left wondering what is happening, what has taken place. Let's look first at the speaker. Does he or she really mean anything when they verbalize their offer? What is being offered with the word help? How long after the words are spoken does the offer stand? Or are there time limitations for the speaker or listener? Do the speaker and the listener have the same interpretation for these words? It can often be surprising to the participants when they use the same words like help or anything that they may have completely different meanings for these words. Most of the same thing can be said for the listener. What does the listener hear with the words like anything or help? Is the meaning of these words being used literally or figuratively? Do they hear or infer that there is some type of time limit? When spoken during a grieving process for the loss of a loved one, the understanding may be entirely different than when spoken in supporting a loved one who is facing the various limitations of getting older. Yet, we may choose to use the same words. Do we mean the same thing to each? How do we choose to communicate any differences 
we have to another person. One major difference between the two situations is that grieving for the death of a loved one tends to be more time-focused. The passing happened at a certain time that all understand. There is also the support and the transitional aspects of a funeral or a memorial service to focus and bring together many persons who are connected to the one who is gone. Generally, it seems that offers of assistance offered at a death seem to be more focused and time-sensitive to the specific event. There is a focused time to make the offer, and it is more likely that the recipient will either create or accept some limitations of either the type or the timing of the assistance. Also, the number of offers can be quite large, and one's individual offer of assistance can easily be lost in the flood of offerings at the time of grieving. If not lost, the speaker is always free to repeat their offer in additional or different ways. The speaker can realize their own connection with the person has changed with their joint loss. They are easily reminded that their assistance may be needed days, weeks, months, or even years after the loss. This listener is usually focusing on handling a flood of changes during this loss period. There are stresses of transition and adaptation to the reality that someone very important is no longer present in their world. Many people may be surprised how long the effects of their loss are present and how long it takes to adjust. Many times the listener has been taking care of their world and helping to manage the affairs of the one who died. Adjustment to the new situation takes time. As one who has been doing so much to manage their day-to-day life affairs, the listener may have difficulty admitting that they need help after all this period of doing so much. They may have difficulty becoming aware that they need a different type of help, a different type of assistance than they needed before. So they may hear the offers of assistance with different understandings than that which the speaker offers. As we each age, we come to face that our world as a senior will change significantly from what we have lived before. This realization arrives at different times and a different pace for each of us. However, at some age or at some time, we eventually realize that we are more limited in some form to what we can independently do compared to the days when we were younger. My experience has been that few persons look forward to this period of adjusting to this new reality. Many may choose to focus on the limits of physicality or ignore them as they either arrive in a gradual form or more quickly in a sudden moment. After living so many years being able to do certain tasks with relative ease, it can be quite surprising and it can be very frustrating to learn how these limitations now alter one's feelings and one's self-esteem. As we see ourselves is usually how we tend to project our image to others. When significant changes from the past few decades arrive, they can create additional personal stresses for us to manage. When younger family or younger friends offer assistance to a new reality of getting old, 
One can have difficulty hearing. Please call me if you need anything. After all, we the senior have been the ones who helped others for so many years. A major change of life role can be stressful for many. A senior may have difficulty hearing an offer of help since it could be interpreted as limiting one's ability for independent living. With adulthood often defined as being able to live independently, a possible change to this status can be very intimidating and frightening to some with the process of aging. Unlike the death loss, the gradual arrival of limited physicality usually takes place over a longer period of time and actually has no time limitations. This loss usually creeps into our awareness gradually, and gradually is how we often choose to accept it. If we have a heavy dose of pride or denial, then acceptance may be even more difficult for the individual. The individual may choose to reject our personal implications of what the sentence, please call me if you need anything, means. Our pride may interpret that we have moved from a superior position of being independent in life to an inferior role of becoming dependent. If we ever find ourselves rejecting or rationalizing about the offers that others make to us, one would usually be doing others and themselves a positive deed to explore whether our pride is a factor and what effect it has on our thoughts and feelings. Having discussed possible behaviors of a senior when they hear, please call if you need anything, it would probably be helpful to see how a younger person might choose to behave to make the interaction more positive for both. If the younger person is clear what he or she can offer and what they are unable to do, it does help. Does one choose to wait until a request is made, or do we decide to be proactive and offer our assistance before it is verbalized to us? Do we choose to observe with attention to what a senior needs versus a stereotype of general assistance for old folks? One frustration for the speaker with seniors can be finding a way to manage a typical response. This response, love, I do not want to be a bother to you or your family. Reassurance that one is never a bother generally do not help. Why? Well, because generally they're not true. Who in this world has not ever been bothered in some way or some degree by someone we love. Most of us have. What does the word bother mean to the senior or to the family or friend? The odds are that it might mean something entirely different to different people. After all, these are individuals coming with definitely different generational experiences. Of course, we all know that there are some times when a person we love can be a bother but we are willing to pay the price of being bothered due to our love. We may struggle with how to communicate effectively that the worth of that person in our life is worth far more than any bother the individual might see. A senior might also be wondering how to communicate needing a concrete task for assistance like house cleaning or shopping for groceries. How do they communicate that versus a more generalized need like, I need to participate in conversation 
or I need to be having a feeling of inclusion for socialization? When is the request legitimate or when does it cross the line and become a bother for other people? For the senior, this belief of being a bother may be a cover for some other concern. We all know that younger persons are busy with their lives of raising kids, making a living, etc. A senior may have a belief that allowing others to live their lifestyle may be more important than their own needs and wants. Seniors may even have a belief that the needs of younger people are far more important than the ones who are nearing the very end of their life cycle. Whether it is a family or a friend offer of assistance, can we commit to active dialogue in a proactive model? Or do we wait until some type of crisis develops before we know what type of assistance is needed and how it can be offered and accepted? Whether we choose to have the sentence, please call me if you need anything, be a verbal stroke of caring and affirmation, or whether we intend to follow through with some concrete form of action is always our personal choice. Whether we are the speaker of the sentiment or the one who hears these words from another, we each have responsibilities to ponder and process what we speak or what we hear. I believe we all have the personal responsibility to share this result of what we speak or what we hear with the other. Being aware of the circumstances in which we offer our help or hear the offer of assistance by another can alter the outcome of this dialogue. I hope we give the gifts of listening carefully and be willing to participate in seeking accurate understanding. As always, the choices you and I make in both are our own personal decisions. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Thanks for listening to me with this podcast as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Your positive feedback sent by email is always appreciated. That email address is powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. Please join me next time as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. Also, please feel free to re-listen to other podcasts in this series, which are now posted on our website. Many of the podcasts from Season 1 have recently been re-edited to be more effective in communicating their messages. As your friend and host here on Friendship Podcast Radio, I do encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.